0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. I think it's really great that we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family so close to Christmas. It, It not only makes practical sense, but it helps reinforce that God didn't become a man simply by dropping down out of the sky, hitting the ground, walking, and talking as Jesus Christ, the 30-something holy man from Nazareth. He had a family. He was born into the poverty of a meager carpenter's family and grew up in Nazareth. Jesus brought salvation to his own family first. And there's an important lesson in there for all of us that he, that also he had to become an adult, a mature man in stature before God. Jesus had to grow like all humans. Remember in the scripture it says he humbled himself to become man and that Jesus Christ was made like us in all things but sin. So I begin this morning by describing Jesus' home life a little bit, what it might have been like, and then relating the virtues, the family values that he held with our own journey in Christian holiness and values, especially in our own families. These values are central to family life. First, his childhood. In the gospel today, it says that the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Jesus was full of God's wisdom, but that doesn't mean he didn't need to learn a few things from Mary and Joseph as a child. For example, how to tie his sandals, how to wash his face and hands before dinner. I also I love the image of Joseph perhaps teaching Jesus to read the Torah, The first five books, the law of Moses. His human side needed to acquire that knowledge, which is different than wisdom. That skill, which is different than grace. What questions Jesus must have asked? And I worry when St. Michael's uh, kids in fifth grade ask me tough questions. What questions he must have asked Joseph? Of course, when it came to prayer, he was the first. He had that innate way, that gentle way of leading Mary and Joseph in daily prayers. That was his divine wisdom showing through. But did sometimes maybe he rushed his prayers a little bit to get out to play with his friends and his cousins, John the Baptist and others? Maybe. And at dinner, did Mary or Joseph never have to tell Jesus to finish his green beans or whatever Palestinian Jews ate at that time? Did Mary never warn Jesus that if he ate too many pita chips, he might get sick or not have room for supper? Who taught Jesus how to ride a donkey? God? I think Joseph did. And even in relationships, I'm sure Jesus had the kindness and grace of his heavenly Father, but it doesn't, didn't, doesn't mean that as a small child, perhaps Joseph didn't have to remind him to clean up his room. Or how about when they, he went to help his foster dad at the carpenter shop? You know, Jesus probably, as a child, felt he was always right and just. But I'm willing to bet that in the carpenter shop, Joseph may have had to tell the teenager, Jesus, the customer is always right. Do as they ask. Do as I say. But some of you might say, well, Father, he was without sin. These are sins? He was full of wisdom and grace. Yes, but Scripture also says Christ emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance. And that Scripture also says, who though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. So he had to grow. He had to learn. To be human is to grow and learn and be humbled. And let us remember as I want to move into some of the values that Jesus had both innately and also was taught in his family about the ways of the world, compassion, humility, service, that these are things our families are still called to do. And notice the word obedience was used in other parts of the gospel. Jesus obeyed his father and mother, and we as children of God are called to that as well. Let us also remember, before I describe some of the virtues we should be striving for, is that most of Jesus' ministry was to families. How often do we reflect on that? He was raised in Nazareth. His cousin John proclaimed him. He began his ministry at the wedding of Cana, which was a family affair, a celebration. His first disciples and his inner circle were family, were families, The brothers, Andrew and Simon Peter, James and John, the sons of thunder. In his great Sermon on the Mount, we shouldn't just rely on the men that were counted. We should think about the families, the wives and children that were sitting on those hillsides, listening intently to Jesus' teaching. The feeding of the thousands with the bread and fish. Again, only the men were counted, but their families were there. And Jesus' great deeds, his miracles. He rose and cured official sons, um, prominent members of the community. He cured their children, cured their wives. He even cured a Gentile woman's daughter who was suffering. And Jesus' best friends were a family. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They were brothers and sisters. I like to think he was almost a part of that family. And even as he died on the cross... He left his mother, Mary, in the care and guardianship of John, her new family. The focus of our future, both in terms of our salvation and this world that we live in, the root of our salvation and our life, needs the renewal of families, of the good news taking root and sprouting new growth through our families, both our natural families and our communities like here at St. Basil's and in our country. Families are not just about right and wrong morality. Families are important to holiness and reverence, teaching that and passing it on through the generations. The economy, the value of goods and services, the dignity of work starts with family life, with the chores that our kids have to do to learn how to work and value that. Justice Issues of fairness, equality, war and peace, racial harmony, they must start with families. So where do we begin this journey of being more like the Holy Family? To quote Bishop Robert Barron, families are the source of our greatest joys, hopes, memories, and loves. But they can also be, and often are, the source of dysfunction, illnesses, suffering, resentment, anger, Families mirror real life, the difficulties and the joys of this life. Today we have a great example of how to strive to be better families in the second reading from Paul's letter to the Colossians. If we want families to be strong and holy, we should be attentive to today's scripture reading from Paul. Let me see if I can quote real quickly part of that. He says, Put on God's chosen ones. Holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. That's what we need to focus on first before all other skills or attributes or benefits of family life. Compassion is so important. What is compassion? It's feeling the feelings of others, the ability to suffer along with your family member. To understand where they're coming from. Many times relationships break, arguments fester, resentment grows because the two parties to whatever disagreement or argument it is fail to have compassion for one another. The same is true in the politics in our country, issues of justice and peace. One person feels they are right, and maybe they are right, but they fail to recognize and appreciate the feelings of the other to walk in their shoes a mile or so. There's always gonna be disagreements, but do we ever enter into the feelings of the other side to see it from their point of view? This is true at work. You know, if we spend more than half our day, sometimes a lot more than half our day at work, that is also one of our families that we belong to. So rivalry, issues with authority, opinions, selfish goals, these things sprout up at work. Did you ever look at your boss's point of view or walk in his or her shoes a while? Or did you ever take time to look at your coworkers' feelings and their point of view? Secondly, Paul mentions we need to be humble and patient. To quote Robert Barron, St. Bernard, the great, uh, one of the great monastic leaders, was asked, What are the three most important virtues? He said, Humility. Humility, humility. First, it begins inside, where we understand our own truth, our own grounding, our own limitations. Robert Barron again had said once in a homily too often we live, we go through life with a swagger or an unrealistic view of our own importance and the importance of our own ideas. Again, lack of compassion. Another thing with humility. Humility is important to family values. When we have a disagreement or we have a grudge, try going to the mirror and looking at yourself and asking, might I be wrong? That's a difficult thing to do. Try it sometime. St. Paul also says we have to bear with one another, journey with each other, help pick up our burdens together. That's a central teaching of Christianity, that we help each other work out our lives and carry our burdens This is learned in the family first. Very often, it's a wonderful wonderful part of my priesthood, I hear at funerals about the deceased family member. Maybe it's a parent, a grandparent, even a younger person, a husband, wife, or even a child that has passed away. People come up and say, they helped me so much in this life. They helped carry my burdens. That's a great tribute to someone. St. Paul says we need patience. Bearing with one another and being compassionate and humble requires patience. Parents, don't abandon your kids because they're not listening or they're fighting back or they're not obeying you. Stick with it. Stay in the game. It may take a long time for your good parental wisdom to soak in. You must never let go. Never let your kids tune you out. Lead more by example than by words. The consequences to your family and to our culture are huge. Likewise, kids, children, listen to your parents now and then. Don't jump to the conclusion that you're always right. Be patient with your parents. Try to understand the burdens your parents are carrying with work and pressures and financial issues And paying for things and the difficulties of just having too many things on their plate. Or grandparents or step parents. Try to understand their point of view, kids. Try walking in their shoes, in your imagination. Again, compassion. Kids need to understand the needs of their parents. And be patient, kids, because you too will be an adult someday. You ever hear that phrase, paying for your raising? We end up, the circle completes, and we end up in the same situation our parents were in. If you have patience, kids, children, I'm saying, then you can learn to take on your own freedom, to learn that freedom carries with it great responsibilities. And finally, love. Paul says, bear with one another, but above all, put on love. That means wanting and desiring and willing that the other person receive good and be better off by your involvement with them. Why is that the most important? Because God is love. Jesus became a man at Christmas in the Nativity to reveal to us what God's love is like. Compassionate, humble, bearing with one another, being patient, forgiving. What a marvelous example Jesus' holy family is and was. His wonderful mother, Mary. His, step, his foster father, Joseph. Every day we should ask ourselves, when we get up in the morning, who can I love today? Who can I desire and help to have good happen? Who can I help carry their burden for? Who can I help find God, goodness, truth, and beauty? Then go out and put your faith, your love, into action. So the focus of our families, the focus of our future, the root of our salvation has to take place in the renewal of our families, of the good news taking root and sprouting new growth, beginning with our families, both our natural families and our communities here like St. Basil's and our community and our country. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.